Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Oh, man, did you see the new Colin Quinn stand-up special on Netflix? No, oh, no, I didn't. Oh, dude, I, like, I forgot Colin Quinn existed. Yeah. Did yeah, you so remember that guy from do. from like the night the late the like the last hour of the nineties? This guy Colin Quinn, Irish Boston comedian. I, I started watching this stand up special. It's called Unconstitutional, so you know he's oh, gonna like <laughs> he's gonna get political. And uh, so it opens, and he's like at like this old timey, not even old timey, but like the you know the dawn of colonialism in America desk with like a feather quill pen and a teapot and i'm like oh man they got they pulled out all the stops colin quinn is back and i think i watched like maybe four minutes of it before i turned it off <laughs> <laughs> it was so terrible it was God. just it was like it was a couple softball jokes that like anyone would like you know that like anyone like yeah i could kind of identify with that like you know back when they you know and then like immediately starts with like right wing fucking horse shit Right. <laughs> you know, and that's, that was as much as I could take. He knows so. his audience. It's just unbelievable the amount of fucking right wing hacks that get Netflix comedy specials who talk about Dave Chappelle what, among how, them. <laughs> right. Who talk about how they're just like canceled and or uh, deplatformed, even though they're, you know, on a fucking the biggest stream. They got paid $25 million to be wrong about something. Right. And we talked about Dave Chappelle extensively, so I don't Yeah, right. right. I, I don't really think he's like right. Um he's got some No, no, he just has he just has stupid thoughts on, ignorant thoughts on certain subjects, but he's you know, you know, and when you focus completely on that, spots, it's yeah. it's clear that like that's you're cementing your legacy in this thing that you're wrong about, you know. Someone, and he, even when you're like great at everything else, when you hang yourself on that, like that's that's what people can remember you for, you know. Well, and somebody mentioned actually talking about Chappelle, like this is he's in the stage of his career where like Lenny Bruce used to just go on stage and be like, look what the fuck they're writing about me in the newspaper. And he would just like read out articles and would just stop telling jokes altogether. Like <laughs> when you get that, <laughs> that obsessed with like a specific, you know, pushback that you're getting about a joke or about whatever. It, yeah. I mean, that, that could hang your fucking career but, oh, and, yeah. and it's your own doing, but you know, some people just can't get out of their own way. Um, but anyway. If only we could all get fucking pancreatic cancer at age 32, you know, and realize, like, I've got a finite amount of time to be the best comedian ever in history and just, like, take some fucking LSD, take some mushrooms and be introspective and be like, you know what? I'm an asshole, but I can, <laughs> I can fucking, you know, convert it and, like, change it into something better. Like, I'm a terrible person, but I can project something better than myself upon the world and make a fucking legacy of comedy like Bill Hicks did in his short career, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wouldn't want to see what would happen to Bill Hicks if he was still like, I'm oh. sure he'd be fine, but you never know. Like he could go down the fucking, he would have turned into Sam Kinison, Alex Jones. He would have just gotten worse and worse. And you know, how we, you know, like, you know, I have this perpetual Mandela syndrome, right? Like I thought that Wayne Knight was dead till the other day. <laughs> right. I thought he was dead. Newman. I was convinced that he had died like 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, shit, Wayne, Wayne Knight played Newman. Newman on Seinfeld uh, and uh, Dennis Nedry. Uh, 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 he didn't say the magic word in Jurassic Park. Um, he's still alive. He's totally fine. He looks good, actually, for being 66 years old. Um, but, yeah, I, th I thought that uh, Sam Kinison died of like a massive fucking cocaine-induced heart attack. Turns out, no, it was just a fucking car accident. A drunk driver hit him and killed him. Huh. Yeah. 
<laughs> like you just you just figured like Sam Kinison. Like, yeah, right. Ah! <laughs> Sam Kinison. Ah! You know, right. Must have died of a cocaine, cocaine. heart attack on the way back from Vegas. Wow. Turns out no. He very was totally fine. He was totally sober, and a drunk driver killed him. That is very Mandela effect, because I could have sworn he had a bit like a Coco day, but that's... Right. Wow. Uh, but just speaking of Wayne Knight, by the way, someone had a funny post the other day. It was something along the lines of, like, uh, you realize Jurassic Park never would have happened if, uh, if, if Hammond had hired one more fucking IT guy. <laughs> like, literally one more IT guy in Jurassic Park wouldn't have happened. Yeah. yeah, well, or one that wasn't constantly smoking around the computers. I mean, that's... <laughs> right, fucking... All the shit that God damn. Yeah. So Apparently quit, one I, of your IT guys hates this quote unquote <laughs> hacking crap and is not aware of how to fucking debug a system. But yeah, whatever. You know, the, ni- the early 90s were a real quaint time for I mean, uh, how do you, technology. And how film. do you hack around whatever fucking chaos caused by a guy that knew how to make an animated GIF in 1992? <laughs> like that's fucking top tier shit. It uh, is. Right. No, that was that was next level for the time. So uh, uh, uh. speaking of next level technology, we hold on briefly... real quick, real quick yeah. before we get off the, the fucking banter. Um, so I switched it up from Colin Quinn to watching the old original late 90s animated Cowboy Bebop, not the fucking piece of shit live action thing they're coming out with, which I'm boycotting, but the original uh, four, three aspect ratio um, Cowboy Bebop, best anime ever. But Netflix has this weird glitch where if you select it to be in English with English subtitles, the subtitles aren't of the English dub. The subtitles are of the original Japanese uh, script lines of the show. So so they don't match what's actually being dubbed? Totally don't match. And it's totally more racist and sexist than (laughs) the English dub. And it's this weird glitch on Netflix. I swear, go watch it now. Uh, where you realize like how many things they had to change to like make it palatable to American audience. And this is even in the late nineties. So imagine how bad it is already, <laughs> how much right. it's just like, there'll be a line where you'll be like, Oh yeah. What's her problem. But in, in the subtitles will say, what's wrong with that wench? <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like well, who the fuck? Tran- like, wow. <clears throat> Because it's praised for being like one of the best English dubs in all of anime is in, you know, you think of that like, okay, well, they just matched the words to the the mouths better than any anime. And it's like, no, they they did a lot more than that. <laughs> they did a lot of, you know, trying to like culturally translate ideas that maybe don't make sense or were like very problematic even then, you know, if, right. if not even more now. But yeah, it's really weird. I'm, I'm, I'll be sitting there just watching it like, how did they think that that was appropriate? anyway right great great <laughs> little great little glitch that kind of like peels back a I'm layer of that thing out. that you haven't really uh you know had a, if you haven't had a chance to appreciate like what is involved when you do a huge dubbing of a different language um right it's it's there to see <laughs> right absolutely um another I, i've actually been watching on netflix uh since it was kind of halloween time i was trying to find something uh scary to watch they have this series called Midnight Mass on Netflix, which is really, really fucking good. Um, the guy he directed, um, what was that the uh, Doctor Sleep, the, the Shining sequel, what sort of sequel movie that they did? Uh, oh yeah, his... with uh, Obi Wan and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. So that who... guy, yeah. yeah, he. It's an original series, though. He wrote. He, I think he wrote it, but he's he's you know, it's a limited series, and it's is it the Catholic thing? Good. 
Yeah, it's super good. It's like a horror. It's it's like a drama with like horror elements. It's it's definitely not like it's maybe more suspense even, but it's certainly got like hints of supernatural shit going on. At least I haven't finished it yet, but um, it's like set on this little fishing island, kind of almost like a like a block island, but like not a touristy one. You know, just like a little fucking fishing island where like 150 people live and like a modern era or old timey yeah you know modern era but like it's an old everyone on the island is fucking old so the the island is like old ish you know it's just stuck in it stuck in time kind of place and like this new mysterious young priest comes because the other priest gets sick and like doesn't come back and it's really fucking weird and atmospheric (laughs) i assume it's in the northeast it's in it's on like an island like in a fishing it's gotta Lane. be yeah it's gotta be like nova scotia halifax right right or you nantucket-y know nantucket play but like um but it's really good it's really it very much gives me like leftovers vibes like almost like a leftovers meets the lighthouse just kind of like very nautical but like not 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 like like vibe wise i wouldn't say it's like necessarily of the of that quality but it's really good so far so you know i'll, I'll, I'll let you know uh, by the end if it's good william william defoe screaming hark at the top of his lungs no, i mean no, nothing good. in the show is 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 gonna reach that <laughs> level of performance um who's in it though so there's some like random like names in it, like hillary swank is in it like yeah. random ass names you haven't seen in shit in a million years um are in it but no it's good uh the guy from uh friday night lights the guy who played like the main quarterback kid I, I is no like a, idea who was in that yeah, yeah, i yeah. couldn't tell you I, I could tell i could like draw his face but i couldn't tell you his name right right random you know a vaguely attractive <laughs> blonde guy like he um he plays like this guy who uh he, he basically like you know he left this really religious like village and like you know went on to his own life in chicago or whatever and kills a woman in a drunk driving accident and so after he gets out of jail, he has no money anymore. So he goes back to live with his parents on this fishing island place. And it's all oh, he's weird and he's haunted by his fuck. You know, it's good. It's really good so far. So definitely recommend uh, unless it shits the bed at the end. I'll, I'll, I'll rescind my recommendation. But uh, this is on Netflix, too. Yeah. Very good so far. Yeah. I may uh, check that out. But yeah. So um anyway let's get into some news of the week because you know some elections we got some elections to cover oh god (laughs) we didn't even know it we didn't even know we were gonna do last night and we're like oh apparently there was like hundreds of mayoral races yeah they always hide the the actual important elections on the off years so that nobody votes in them so they can get their their core base of of party loyalists to turn out to vote and ensure that nobody good actually ever ends up winning um and you know along those lines you saw the only decent candidate that we really you know i'm and I'm, I'm, i'd say that but there's probably a lot of little ones that we didn't even uh hear about but in terms of high profile races in buffalo the mayoral race in buffalo uh india walton uh who was you know self-professed socialist won the democratic primary in buffalo you know six months ago however long it was and was poised to win because it's a very heavily, you know, democratic heavy state. Like it's some crazy 60, 70% uh, democratic. So it was like, oh, great. So she won. Uh, well, not so fast because God forbid uh, any leftist ever actually win uh, a seat of power anywhere. They just cheat to make sure that they never take that, you know, that they never occupy that office. So the Democratic Party. You know, the party that she won the nomination of in the primaries uh, organized and paid for a historic write-in campaign 
and the incumbent shitty Democrat Byron Brown ended up beating her uh, with write-in votes, uh, which you which know, doesn't happen. That it doesn't just doesn't happen. happen. You Ever. don't like you don't I've win never more votes as a write-in candidate than you won as losing in the primary against the same fucking person. That's just no. it's it's. Unless it's, unless uh, there was some real bullshit going on, which and again, she, it, like the last count I saw, it was like there are only like thirty, forty thousand votes cast. So this is a real, this is ripe for some bullshit. But you know, again, this is why you know, uh, we, I, I think the focus on the show's gone a lot less electoral politics, especially since the <clears throat> twenty twenty primaries and. You know, I'm not like making a concerted effort to do that, but I just personally have no taste for electoral politics anymore because I already know that like no matter what happens, they'll never let anyone good win. And if anyone miraculously good does win, they'll just immediately become shitty. Like, like, look at fucking Jamal Bowman, like Jamal Bowman, you know, was a good fucking decent candidate running. You know, he, he ran as a. A progressive you know whatever the fuck that means he didn't call himself a socialist but i but he had the endorsement of the dsa and shit like that you know he certainly was better than most standard democrats and here he is like going on tv just total gaslighting about the fucking uh the bills and saying like so they're doing this thing that that the squad does all the time where they'll pretend to be really angry about something and they'd be like well we're not gonna do this unless you do this and then but it's like, yeah, but we're not mad about that. That's not what we're asking you to do. We're asking you to do something totally different. So it's like, well, we're not going to vote on these bills unless both bills are voted on together. And it's like, oh, no, but th- those bills are fucking awful. And they gutted every th- good provision out of the, the the infrastructure bill. It's like, yeah, but we're not going to vote on yes on it unless they include the infrastructure bill with the budget with the with the in- with the budget bill. And it's like, yes, but the budget bill is shit and you know, it's shit. So you're just gaslighting, pretending like these are the two sides in the issue and not, no, you should just not vote for this bill because it's fucking awful and it's been gutted to death. And, and like that's, so that's, yeah, that's, that's his function right now is to try to gaslight the, the, the progressives who don't have any kind of class consciousness or understanding of um, capitalism and, and why that that's, you know, it, when you call yourself a progressive, but you don't call yourself an anti-capitalist or, you know, an anti-imperialist, you don't, you're missing a key part of the like you're just not getting the full picture and your your analysis is going to be half-baked because you're not fully grasping the 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 problem that you're you're claiming to be you know addressing that's why i use progressive as a slur because some of them do some of them i I don't think no i just think they they're like idiots like i i don't know four years ago you could say that you can't say that now (sighs) So yeah. it was it was great to see the responses to uh, India losing because you realize just like how like the schism between people who are still just like, well, we have to work within the, the halls right. of power within the bit. So, so this guy, this guy, uh, Nina Turner, who's also uh, fucking become a traitor now, uh, was lamenting <clears throat> India's loss and. You know, just said just a bunch of flowery bullshit that meant nothing. Uh, I know her future is bright and her journey is just beginning. Like, whatever. Fucking (laughs) you. You know better. They did the same shit to you, Nina. Stop fucking carrying water for these people. So 
somebody replied to her that this just proves that Bernie should have ran third party. Like if you can win a, a write-in campaign, then why the fuck didn't Bernie <laughs> right. run third party? You 100%. know, oh, it would have. You know, so this fucking dipshit Brian Bakunin uh, replied to that tweet. That would have just guaranteed Trump's victory tragically. So I replied, I, I have bad news for you about that. Yeah, right. All it did was delay it for a, a couple of years. I, but you, um, Oh, if Bernie would have ran third party, Trump would have won. He fucking won. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> At least you fucking tried. Right. Well, you know, if we go fucking try to steal the fucking plans from the death star it's a, it's a you know it's a suicide mission and you know it's you know might so not you even better, work. Might as well let the death star blow us up <laughs> it's like right? like oh we, we don't have consensus we can't do anything it's like god you know it, it's, it's just real it, the, the concept the concept of doing the, the morally correct thing not because you know it's going to work or not but because our fucking lives hang in the balance is right. If that if that premise, if that idea, like, well, I might just die and then no one will remember me and I went out for nothing. Like, it, it, <laughs> that's, and the, that and that's is, like the issue is that it, it's like it's like the heart of the rebel does not exist in these people. And it's sickening. No, and it's beaten out of you whenever you get into that. Like, it's just politics attracts just really exceedingly mediocre people by and large. And, you know, the the, the few principal people who do get into it have that beaten out of them eventually and it's just not ever going to be an avenue for change in this country and it never has been i mean that's that's the thing is like any major change that's come in this country has come by by sheer riots, force of will riots yeah. it's the only riots thing. It's mass the only protests thing. mass strikes like it's you're just never gonna never... you're never gonna train the cops not to be tyrants Right. No, the only no. thing you can do is make them afraid to, you know, sit on your neck till you suffocate. Like right. they have, they have to be afraid. I, you know, in in the fucking media, does so much PR work for them for free. It's insane. I saw an article last night talking about, uh, you know, like uh, Minneapolis had a referendum on whether to replace their police department with a public safety division, which. A guarantee would still be armed and would look and operate just like the cops. Well, it, and would be made failed. up of cops, right? Right. It would be just cops got fired and then rehired and they changed the uniform. So <laughs> they 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 were reporting on this and they were talking about it. and and I looked into it a little bit and like they didn't really have a plan for how it would even like work how they would be. You know, it was like should we do this was the only thing the referendum said. There was no actual plan for how to do it. Right. If the re referendum passed, so in that sense, like I I would have voted for it. Um, you know, for philosophical reasons, right, but right. But there wasn't really a plan um, for how to logistically do it. But the reporting from NPR was like, after the death of George Floyd last year, like, no, we convicted his murderer. It's after the murder of George Floyd, not the death right. of George Floyd. After the murder of George Floyd, did all these things happen that brought about you know? But it's just, it's like, why would you, as an editor, say death when he was? when the person who killed him was convicted of fucking second degree murder they they can't help but use the passive i mean it's just you know basically it's the equivalent of you know after after george floyd's breath was was uh removed from his body uh via 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 a limb oh, right. uh in an, in, a, in a police related incident you know just Remember pelosi fucking pelosi you know like uh 
uh, prayed for him after his sacrifice. Oh God! He, yeah. When he gave oh, his fuck. life, gave his life. He gave it away. He, he wasn't trying to. He wasn't trying to live. He he was like Jesus. It was just like, oh, go ahead and kill me. I guess. Right. <laughs> right. Unreal. Unfucking real, man. These so guys. this this Jamal Bowman tweet. So last night, you know, in in the the middle of all these people who are actually trying to get elected, he decides to put out this fucking. Oh no, it wasn't last night. It was a couple of days ago. Uh, October thirty. My bad. Puts out a fundraising tweet on like the you know Halloween Eve and just got absolutely fucking roasted, just ratioed <laughs> into oblivion, um, oblivion, oblivion. I don't know what the fuck that word is. Too much caffeine. <laughs> um, and, and it was one of these tweets where it's like you know how Twitter like organizes shit where it's like all the people you follow, it's gonna show you their replies at the top, right? So you feel like the people you know are more important, right? Because that's how uh, uh, the metaverse should work, apparently. Um, but yeah, just absolutely, like, I'm uh, just scrolling down through some of this shit. It's just amazing to see how, the you know, like, people just see through this fucking guy. They see through how fucking phony this this fraud squad is. You right. know, that, like, all they, all they have is their Twitter personas, right? And that you just, you, you peel that back even a little bit, and it's just the same fucking dccc fundraising machine that's all it is right right that, absolutely and you know along those lines uh in virginia the big race of the of the night uh was the governor's race in virginia and terry mcauliffe lost pretty soundly to uh this guy glenn youngkin who's just a right-wing you know nut job um in a in a state that biden won by like 10 points so you know and again all this guy ran on was like the ghost of donald trump fucking you know trying to tie the fucking the the mailer i showed you just now the the democratic party of virginia sent out a mailer in favor of the republican trying to like link him with trump as hard as possible and it even says their name on there this this mailer paid for by the democratic party of virginia whatever the fuck this mailer literally looks like something glenn youngkin sent out it literally i mean this is they did him such a favor so glenn youngkin donald trump endorsed uh glenn quote uh, or no this is a quote from trump glenn has my total and complete endorsement uh another quote from glenn youngkin they said this guy's like donald trump i said thank you very much another quote president trump trump represents so much of why i'm running uh Another quote from Trump. We'll take back Virginia. Another quote from Trump. Glenn will truly make Virginia great again. And then another quote from Trump. Virginia is very winnable, but everyone has to go out and vote. That is all that is on this flyer sent by the Democratic Party tying him to Trump. Nothing about how Trump calls all Mexicans rapists. Nothing. I mean, literally, if you wanted to do that, I still think it's shit, you know, fucking paid consultant who doesn't know his ass from his elbow dc strategy but you certainly could send out a mailer and and leave like a bunch of those quotes and then put a bunch of horrendous shit that donald trump has said or horrendous shit that he's did he's done you know while he was president like this is yeah this this was like somebody thought because biden won virginia by a hair right that that gave them the political capital to run a unironic ad in favor of their opponent linking him to Trump. <laughs> uh, and 
And this wasn't some like political action committee. This wasn't some rich guy, you know, this wasn't like the friends of the Confederates of the whatever Southern, you know. Right. This was the actual Democratic Party of Virginia. The official Democratic Party of Virginia sent out this fucking mailer. That's how fucking stupid they are. Unreal. Unfucking real. So um we have some clips too uh regarding the these election losses. Um which one do you wanna do you wanna go with the J- the Jason Johnson thing first? Um, it's a little kind of the further afield. Um, let's do the critical race theory video because this is, this was the big thing that like, you know, is now being blamed on us. Like the, the literally I, I tweeted this out last night. The New York times is going to blame a far right Democrat losing to a far right Republican in a former slave state on Marxist who pushed defund the police. And the big was- thing, yeah, the big thing that, uh, the the right wing in Virginia was was trying to push was uh, the you know critical race theory that you know this 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 old uh, Clinton Democrat was pushing critical race theory and I guarantee nothing could be further untrue further, right yeah so, so yeah well we'll play this clip but there was a poll actually done of an exit poll that said fifteen percent of voters in Virginia said that that significantly influenced their dis- their vote. The fact that that they thought the Democrats were pushing critical race theory, which is like not really even a thing, like in the way that they're using it, of course. And, you know, you can't actually get a right winger to describe it, which you'll you'll hear shortly. But I mean, what a fucking bunch of just absolutely uneducated morons. And this is the this is the group that the Democrats can't fucking seem to be you know like like it's just they can't fight their way out of a fucking paper bag like the the stupidest fucking party alive and the democrats still can't fucking beat them which is you know by design but in a race like this you know they want to actually win because they like a guy like terry mcauliffe and they still can't fucking pull their shit together because they're so <laughs> hapless and inept um but here here's a clip from <laughs> I don't even know what this is from. This is just one of these kind of funny it's, man it's on the great, street. Exactly. This is, this is this is like not even man on the street. This is man in a parking lot. Right. This is the right. Kind of brains you find who are just like wandering around a parking lot on any given Sunday. <laughs> and this and I and I said when I saw this clip, this this makes me kind of nostalgic for the like good era of the Daily Show when John Stewart was hosting it, and he would actually have all these great you know correspondent videos where he'd send out you know Stephen Colbert back when he wasn't fucking awful or Jordan Klepper or like any of these Hassan Minaj like those guys that he had as his correspondents to like interview just the stupidest people alive and even get... Samantha B was one of my favorites before she was she very good on that show her own... until... all these people all these people once they got their own show turned into raging uh, mouthpieces for the wealthy you know right. and... oh John Oliver was fucking great <laughs> at doing this too like doing this interview yeah. that he was fucking hilarious. It's just, yeah, they just unfortunately money have changes awful, you. Money changes you. <laughs> right, right. When they were working under him, probably for fifty or sixty thousand a year, you know, they were they were still funny and sharp and on the ball. Then they get, you know, whatever million a year to do this fucking. All right. Awful, well, before we forget yeah. to play the clip, let's let's run yeah. this. Uh, anyway, so here's a clip of uh, this this just genius. What's the most important issue in the governor's race here in Virginia? Getting back to the basics of teaching children, not teaching them critical race theory. And, uh, and, and what is critical race theory? Well, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it because I don't understand it that much, but it's something that I don't 
what little bit that I know I don't care for. And and what have you heard that that you don't? Well, that you I'm, don't not, like? I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have that much knowledge on it, but okay. it's something that I'm not, that I don't care for. <laughs> I just, no, I, it was so nice to to see Herschel from The Walking Dead back again. You know, just like, well, uh, all shucks, but you know, when you when you take a breath, you make a choice. Uh, yeah, just I love it, that the interviewer just let him hang to dry, like you just you just because oh. any because if that was somebody you actually wanted yeah. to like interview, you would you'd like fill that silence for them, but he's just like. No, I'll let this fucking guy just continue to hang himself with his so own this, fucking... So this guy who's standing around in a parking lot, uh, he's got like a, a Vietnam veteran's hat on, of course, and he's got like a brown leather jacket, you know, just like he like he looks like a black Republican, but he's a white guy. Exactly and, how you picture him, right. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, so this is, it's, it's the, some right-wing Karl Rove type person uh, dug up some term from some, you know, like black radical college folk professors from like the seventies, right. right? And and threw it out there, and it's got three words that like just are must be terrifying to <laughs> people that are like low key suburban rural white supremacists. Critical, like uh oh, thinking that's uh oh, I, I don't like that. <laughs> Race, race oh well yeah. uh, you know there, there's only one master race so talking about race at all implies that other races are valid or you know have to have a seat at the table and we don't like that i don't see race unless you mention it in which case i fly off the handle for no reason <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's just that that schism has got to be so frustrating when you you like you're so angry that slavery was taken away from you right but like right. you, you can't get over it. But like any mention of it, it, it you know, like infuriates <sighs> you, right? right. <laughs> like we, we don't, we haven't had that problem for a long time. The problem I wish I still could benefit from, like, and of course you are still benefiting from, but you just won't acknowledge. Um, it, but then, then the last word, theory. Oh, that, that's it's it's like whoa! It's there's different ideas. It's up in the air. It hasn't been settled on yet. Like I have to, <laughs> I have to process more information. What the fuck do you mean? We don't even understand how gravity works. And now I got to fucking think about like racial theories. Right? right. So it's it's hilarious to me how, uh, you know, easy it was for the oh, right to, just, made. To, to like grab this this three word phrase that doesn't really mean anything other than just like acknowledging how, you know, racism is, as an institution uh, is prevalent everywhere. In Western mm -hmm. culture, you know, even not right. in Western culture, because they're the recipients of, you know, all the fucking you know centuries of colonialism and racism uh but but just like so somebody could just come up with it you know like remember how they they, they kept telling us don't talk about defund the police because it's going to hurt the democratic party <laughs> right. don't don't no it's a bad it's a it's that's empty it's a um you know empty slogan barack obama said empty sloganeering not like yes we can or, or you know whatever or, hope you change right. your rearrangey yeah um but th they just came up with a fucking phrase that doesn't really even mean anything to anyone, especially on the left. It wasn't like we were fucking like we weren't like chanting critical race theory. Whose streets critical race theory? <laughs> no one was fucking talking about that. We were just CRT, saying CRT. CRT. We were chanting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fuck twelve, right? Right. Uh I messed a number in there, whatever. Um, 
So, it, but that's all. That's all it took. It's all it took was a critical race theory, and it was, and then like just, oh, we're gonna we're gonna flip the fucking Senate again, flip the House probably. Right, and that's the, you know this was so somebody posted in the comments under this video that we just played a an actual email blast from the Heritage Foundation. Remember them? <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 written. It's almost yeah. Parody. They wrote our healthcare system. Yeah, it, it, it's just it. It starts. I'm gonna. It's very short. But I'm gonna read this here. Dear fellow conservative, <laughs> not not conservatives, just conservative. They're talking directly to you, fellow conservative. <laughs> they know, right? Uh, yeah. So, just imagine how many like how much of their email list is like Hotmail and Yahoo email accounts, <laughs> right? Of people that like can't even log into their account anymore because they're fucking they can't remember how to change their password. Uh, dear fellow conservative, critical race theory has taken out. Our, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I, trans, I had to transcribe this from a screenshot and I clearly didn't do it correctly. It says critical race theory has taken out nation by storm. Now it's taken our nation. Let me fix that. Taken our this is real time edits. People, <laughs> critical race theory has taken our nation by storm. For a long time, it had been mostly isolated to colleges and universities. But in recent years, it has invaded our K-12 through schools, workplaces, state and federal governments, and even the military. There's a good chance that you or your children have encountered it. And there's an even better chance that you didn't even realize it. That's because critical race theorists are really good at disguising their indoctrination. They use words like diversity, equity, and inclusion because these words sound harmless and it can be easy for busy citizens, especially parents, to overlook such terms. But those words have become key indicators of critical race theory, and they're not the only ones. It's just, it's just like someone got paid to write that. Someone got paid to write that for the Heritage Foundation. Probably an intern. <laughs> so who didn't get paid, actually? Yeah. And it's just like, God, I just can't. I can't fucking even engage with these people because it's like, yeah, the, the, like to, to them, diversity is this horrifying concept. And then to liberals, diversity is like literally the bludgeon that they use to to get away with every horrendous heinous fucking right-wing thing that they do um is wrapping it in the veil of diversity and and it's just fucking you can't even have a conversation without like explaining 20 minutes of fucking political double speak you know to somebody before you can actually get to the point of why something is bullshit you know d regardless of who's fucking saying it but oh god um well well th there was like boston boston just elected their first uh first asian, woman mayor yeah first asian woman mayor female. And first asian asian america she's only 36 and she's a fucking mayor of boston and you know i'm like wow she's pretty young you know like <laughs> most racist other... city in america pretty much oh pretty the comments incredible i i started reading the comments under like the new york times announcing last night that that uh, michelle Wu, 36 year old's uh city councilor of boston just one mayor and it was it was like all the mark Wahlbergs were up in arms <laughs> um, oh god right I, I listened to her 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 uh, victory speech and it was it was so like by the numbers you know paint by the numbers just like hitting all the beats and you know r you know rising inflection and then falling stop wait for applause rising inflection. you just 
it, it was like, oh, okay, she she knows how to do the song dance, and she knows how to like you know throw in the you know words of diversity and oh, Green New Deal, and you know, and mention a little bit about gentrification, a little bit about public transit, but you know, it, probably nothing special. She it just look look over rehearsed, over rehearsed for the part. Right. Uh, was all it read as to me, and you know maybe she'll be good. What do you do as a mayor? You know you do speeches, fucking cut ribbons on a new thing you built, whatever. Like, um, legalize a casino development that meant that you know five schools had to close down. Whatever. Right, right. I mean, you know, hopefully she'll be good. She is the first. Uh, this is the first non-male uh, Italian or Irish American to be a mayor in Boston since 1930. So <laughs> that's a real fucking wow. streak of uh of dumb fucking ethnic white uh mayors that they've had there. Uh oh, so that's so, a pretty pretty unbroken. So, so Ash, uh my my partner, um lives in a town in Ohio, long distance, and uh they have less than forty thousand people in this town. I, I believe it's the county seat, but mm. it's it's pretty much rural Ohio. Just elected their first black woman mayor ever. Um the last time they changed mayors was 32 years ago. They've had the same mayor for 32 years. Like the same mayor, the same person. How the old same, is this person? The same person. The old white guy. Old white guy finally decided after 32 years of being mayor, uh, mayor he wasn't going to run anymore. Damn. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 I mean, I know some places don't have term limits, but fuck. Like, that's. That's longer than most people sit on the Supreme Court. Was he a Democrat <laughs> that's, that's... or Republican? I, who knows in corn country it's just it's like <laughs> right it's just not 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 important but that's jesus somebody Christ. had a lot of money a long time ago and decided that they were gonna run the town <laughs> right um, but for a town of only forty thousand people like in the in the middle of you know like cornfields i uh, looked it up uh lima ohio has is uh 25 african-american i was wow. surprised by that yeah that's that's uh only four percent less than chicago with hmm. uh 29 percent um black residents so probably yeah, not the time, same times are changing latino residents as, as chicago though i'd imagine no they definitely don't um and that's you know here in chicago i believe it's uh, just slightly less it's like almost half and half um like, black and latino and right. then whites make up a uh a minority but still the largest <laughs> what uh, <laughs> uh no so uh, there were some clips we wanted to play, though, re regarding just the kind of democratic haplessness. And, uh, you know, also the you know, we also should mention, though, briefly the the, the bill, uh, the infrastructure bill, the Build Back Better Act, the, this whatever. You know, it's hard to keep them straight because they're they're also trying to combine like the infrastructure bill and the the build the, you know, the climate bill or like the, it's all just one big kind of gangbang of, of of policies and none of which are particularly good. Um, and you know, what's happened over the last uh, couple months is that they've been systematically dismantled under the guise of, oh, well, you know, what can we do? Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, just just they, they those dastardly rats. They just won't let us give give you this great bill that we really wanted to give you, um, you know, and of course, no pushback from Biden, no threatening whatsoever, no threatening with their their committee assigned like oh yeah no sanctions remember you know i was like well if, if aoc and the squad stands up to Pelosi, they'll all lose their fucking committee position like really that's why <laughs> why is that threat not up there for 
fucking senators. Right. I, I guarantee if Bernie Sanders was holding up a bill that Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi wanted to pass, that you know there would be no question. He would be stripped of every fucking committee assignment. It wouldn't there would be no more Chairman Bernie Sanders? Um, but yeah, I mean, at least they're not pretending that Mitch McConnell is somehow stopping them from doing <laughs> right. I wouldn't be shocked if they right, but um, but no, no, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema are the new rotating villains. They're the new boogeymen, and uh, you know, again, like sure, I'm sure that like Joe Manchin genuinely doesn't want to do anything good for anybody but again we know that like this is also secretly what chuck schumer nancy pelosi and joe biden want because if they didn't they would move heaven and earth to actually get what they want done like joe biden joe biden would routinely go on record talking about how when he was senator for the last uh, 45 years it was his job to be the obstructionist Right. And he would he would flat out say, like, I, I get tired of being uh, commended as being a liberal. And every time somebody one of these groups says that I'm, you know, get an A plus rating as being liberal on these issues, it makes me want to go vote conservative instead. Like he just flat out would say shit like that because he has no filter. Right. Right. And because and, and he's an, an idiot who like is told no and he wants to do the opposite. Like that's genuinely who Joe Biden is as a person. Right. And, and you can see nobody that ever took him challenged. seriously. So right. he had no capital to burn by just fucking saying the quiet part out loud. Right. And then, you know, and, and then now he's president. Everyone just, you know, pretends that those things were never said, pretends that he's some honorable figure, which Joe by Biden the way, he bumbled fucking, into. Uh, oh, of course. And they just they were like, OK, well, he won one southern state. So well, we no, got to pull the trigger. <laughs> well, I know. I, I, well, yes, that's that. But I mean, genuinely, he was just a very unremarkable senator his entire career. Um, the reason he was picked is because he was like the oldest, whitest, like non-important guy that Barack John Obama. McCain. He had right. he, he had to, he had to find John one. McCain. <laughs> right. It was and and like literally they just plucked him kind of out of semi-obscurity. He was not like a very prominent senator. He was not, you know, the speaker of the hat. Like he was uh, the 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 you know majority leader, anything like that. He just was like a guy who was there a million years. They knew he was pretty conservative. He was white. He was old, and he was a great. Um, contrast at least visually to barack obama um and so that's why he was picked and like because of that he is now the fucking president of the united states despite the fact that he is just exceedingly mediocre he always has been um and has no idea what he's doing and no real taste for governance um i will say though that uh, for all the criticism uh he did go to cop 26 and as is like worthless and symbolic and do nothing as as these climate conferences are uh, i don't fault biden for falling asleep during it relatable i was i was like oh yeah i've done that a billion times well if you listen to the person to talking happen. the person who's like up on a fucking just imagine how many people how many dumbass speeches you have to listen to at a climate oh. conference about like, the time to act is now we have come to the point where we have talked long gonna... enough right we are done talking and now we need bold action next speaker the time for talking <laughs> is done we need to take but like okay then fucking do it but like I, I get it you know i mean it's how exhausting it must be to know you have the power to actually change shit uh and not do it but you have to fucking sit through all these fu- just idiotic speeches that Speaking you yourself of, are gonna have to give one of later that day you know right right and that and this is like what is left in the infrastructure bill in regards to climate and this was rokana's fucking um 
tweet about it which is just this is the like right you hear all these people talking about how the time is now and we have no time left and this is the solutions that 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 the democrats are championing right now uh there's been a lot of back and forth so let's be clear about how we land uh, how we're landing the plane electric vehicles methane fee clean energy credits (laughs) we're going to make the largest investment of all time in fighting the climate crisis not even like banning methane uh you know production or banning fracking which produces the most methane of any process right now other than probably farming. i I don't know the exact numbers but i would imagine farming is up there but but certainly transportation transportation is is, well methane specifically though well i mean the 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 big methane thing is from like the way that they're fracking right well that's, releases that's a ton of methane that's right. probably the biggest source of it that's that would Th- be this this notion i mean yeah agriculture and then they have these people that are like oh if we just fed the cows different things then that would solve it like no it won't no it won't. humans humans of course historically never fart if they eat the right things like that's not something that just <laughs> right. happens regardless um but no uh, but right, yeah, but- the, the, just the notion like we're 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 all the way we've regressed twenty years to the point where we're talking about cap and trade carbon credits, again. right? right. For, and this is this is Ro Khanna, who's supposed to be one of the most progressive members, that, you know, in jerk off motion. Uh, right. Like no, like so yeah, if you want to buy an electric car that weighs a thousand pounds heavier than a petroleum car with a battery that has a carbon footprint that's more than the entire car manufacturing process combined uh, that will do nothing, honestly, to break our car addiction. It'll just shift the the point source of the pollution. Uh, right. And also, like, what are you going to do when if you park your car on a street? Where are you going to plug that shit in? Oh, you're going to, like, lay a cord across the sidewalk? <laughs> what are people in wheelchairs going to do now? No, that's why we have to build 50 bajillion charging stations at every parking spot in America, which totally won't also produce that's a never, of carbon. It's and... never going to fucking, like... Uh, no, it's just, it's a fence. I know. Hate it's fancy. the goddamn train. Oh, no, no, no. Then walk to the fucking bus stop. Well, but the bus isn't... Look down. Like, how many, how many people have a fucking Uber app on their phone but don't have their city's transit app? You right. say, well, I, the, the, the trans, public transportation is not good enough for me to even look up the bus schedule. Like, it, I guarantee if you live in a city, there's a fucking bus network. People will say, oh, L.A., Los Angeles. The, the trans, so Los Angeles has 9,000 bus stops, over 9,000 bus stops, hundreds of miles of fucking rail lines. I, I know. I've seen speed. I know. <laughs> right. Jump the fucking thing. Uh, right. It's, 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 it's way just, more exciting than driving people, yourself. <laughs> It's just that people don't want to. They, they people say, "Oh, it's it's you know it's it's co- it's so costly to live in a city." Um, you know, I can't afford to live in a city. I have to live in the suburbs where you know I have to drive a car. It's like, yeah, it, it's it's would be more expensive to live in a city with the car, right? But if you don't have the car, that's you know, an expense that's way more money than the increase in your rent would be living in inner city versus the suburbs. People right. don't ever, they don't ever, they, when they see their rent every month, they go, Oh, that that's that much money. But they never, if you took all the fucking receipts for all your gas and insurance and oil and fucking parking, all that area. shit, you put right. it into one fee guarantee. That's more than your rent would be. 
and vastly more than a year, whatever slight increase. I actually just signed a new lease last night, and they they bumped my rent up uh, twenty bucks a month, which you know, it's like nah, yeah. I mean, I, like I've lived in cities where the new lease I was given was a two hundred dollar a month increase. Oh, fuck off! Like just fuck. And right I was just off. like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me, right? Burn down this fucking building. So yeah, I just signed a new lease, only twenty dollar increase uh, per month locked in for a year so um you know what time it is time to send the landlord a list of all the shit that i need fixed (laughs) (laughs) which will promptly be ignored and then uh brought up again a year later (laughs) you know they're surprisingly good about it uh, because i i I live in a building that's owned by a giant corporation um that owns probably hundreds of properties they they have more like you know, they they get more get into more shit if they don't like. Right. Stand well, they that, they have so. people that are just constantly <clears throat> fixing shit. You know, it's not like right. they have to go f- look for somebody to hire someone. But the the building supervisor uh, actually lives in the building with his wife, yeah. um, which is you know kind of nice because like I know if I get locked out, I can just fucking text him and be like, dude, I'm fucking locked out, and he's like, right. okay, I'm sending my wife over, which has only happened once, but it's still nice to know that like somebody who, you know, is, is at least somewhat involved in problems in the building lives in the building right no absolutely um i forgot what i was talking about with this bill um yeah (laughs) no 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 i I was i was trying to remember oh but so yeah i mean and that's but literally like the answer in in a and certainly in in an actual bill that was trying to address address climate change would be putting trillions of dollars towards you know, expanding public transit and creating high speed rail and all of these things that every other fucking like most other fucking developed countries have. And it's perfectly doable, despite what some fucking pedants will tell you about, oh, you can't build a high speed rail because where would the tracks go? They have to be straight like we don't have fucking rail, you know, going through the entire country and we couldn't just, you know, build existing tracks along those lines and slightly modify them. Um, well, almost all the high-speed rail, if you look at it, the tracks are elevated because you, you right. the train's going so fucking fast, there's no way you could have it, you know, just kind of like cutting through <clears throat> regular intersections. Right, so they right. elevate it. They elevate that shit. Now, you know, so you got you to gotta buy the right-of-way, though, still, like if it goes through someone's property or, you know, cornfield, whatever. But that's like you're still, you're buying it like a little sliver of, of right-of-way, <laughs> right? Right, right. Um, for just- fucking concrete you know whatever it supports to go up you know right. to keep this track above but we the did it for Not cars really... we did it for right. fucking cars we tore down tens of thousands of people's homes to build urban freeways the interstate right Some, somehow we could use the uh you know public domain for that right right no but there's just no you know the, the, the people just don't want to fucking admit that that's totally doable and actually honestly hey, the people that most you buy an ev <laughs> <laughs> and the people that shit on that the most are people trying to defend fucking do nothing pieces of shit like Joe Biden, who has no taste for anything bold or transformative whatsoever. It's not it's not it's not even ever the Republicans because it never even gets to that point. It's just people trying to deflect criticism from the Democrats who perfectly are perfectly capable of putting forth proposals like this and just refuse to. Um. So, yeah, now we're back to the Mike Bloomberg cap and trade fucking you know just carbon tax uh and 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 you know it, it's just yeah we're we're we're, we're fucked we're, we're just gonna cook ourselves to fucking death we're all the you know we're, we're we're all the frog in the pot and we're pretty fucking close to boiling and 
we are doing nothing to remedy our situation, and we won't do anything to remedy our situation. Hey, we lead so. certified the world, or the not the World Trade Center. What am I fucking talking about? The fucking Empire State <laughs> Building. Empire State Building's fucking lead silver now, right? That's that's something, right? I don't even um, know what that means. What is that? Is that this like the? What does that mean? Lead certification means your building yeah. is. Uh, like the Green. windows are insulated. <laughs> it's like so. So lead certification. There's there's like bronze, silver, gold, and platinum, right? And most mm. uh, you know new buildings they want to have that lead certification. So they'll 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 get lead certified. You know it's the you know carbon friendly building because it's got insulation right. and energy efficient. But like half the time it's like built. You know, like they'll they'll close down the inner city school, right? That was walkable. You could walk right. your kids to school every day and they'll tear that down and then build a new school. that's lead certified, you know, like miles outside the fucking town with a giant parking lot. Everyone has to fucking drive their kids there and they'll put in like a bioswale and call that lead certified. And it's like it's what they call school sprawl. And this is happening more and more in suburban communities. But it's just it's just again, like if you if you had to build a. A new, you know, they, they say the greenest building is the building you don't build, right? Like, we right. don't even think about how, like, the carbon impact of, of just making concrete is massive. Massive amounts of carbon output from making concrete. Construction is just huge. And meanwhile, it's it's just like there's these huge countries that are just building empty cities just because it'll spur their economy, knowing they're going to sit empty for years decades maybe never get filled up with people ever but that that capital growth grew their economy for a little while right and it's just that like that's just fucking insane to me like that's just we don't even you know all the notions of supply and demand of capitalism like we're just building shit we don't need so that someone can get rich <laughs> that's, right. you know not, not right. even just like an empty luxury tower in new york city but like hey let's just build a new fucking las vegas out in the desert uh but there's no services no running water no electricity no casinos no people nothing just because it made money right um i I don't know if you saw but at least uh it's the 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 complete fucking just just pandering and, and intentional lack of action seems to have finally gotten through to uh greta thunberg because she was like uh, she was protesting outside of this this conference and she was like yeah i'm fucking done with politicians like they're they're like they're they're all just lie to you and like they refuse to do anything and you know honestly she's very young so i'm glad she's come to this conclusion um you know and uh, you know we, we i think we gave her a lot of shit because she was kind of co-signing a lot of what barack obama and people like that were saying that they were going to do and i think a lot of people you know go on that journey and some get there sooner than others. So I'm glad that she is, is to that point because she is a prominent voice and, and I'm sure that's going to change now that she's gotten to that point because they'll never invite her on anything again. Uh, now that she's probably going to be critical of all politicians who claim that they actually want to do something about climate change uh, and just fucking, you know, spout like flowery words about it. Um, but you know, it's good. Good for sure. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, you, you can't blame someone who's that young for not no, right. coming to the same realizations that I came to before she was born. Um, but yeah, it, it's the, it, it it's a lot of shit to cut through. And I'm glad that people that are young are cutting through it faster and faster. Right. Because this cycle of, of having to figure out that you're being fucking lied to by people that 
don't care if you live or die uh, is, you know, as they say, a uh, parasocial relationship. Um, <laughs> and speaking of which, we had a clip of the man, David Sirota, um, talking about, I forget what he's talking about in this clip, actually. I know it relates well, I, to what we're talking about, but. No, I know. I, I believe it was regarding the elections. But yeah, so he he started telling some truth on CNN and they uh, quickly rushed him off the air. So, so let's uh, play yeah. this clip and then we'll, we'll chat. Well, he he knows how to condense his shit down to the amount of time he knows he's going to get before they cut him right. off here. So a uh, good job for him. But yeah, that's, that's right. cool. this relates to your new series meltdown, which you and Alice Gibney have done. I think it's important because it gives historical context to the last 12 years. You go back to the financial crisis and you say a lot of what's happened since Trump's election. What's happened? It all is because of the financial meltdown 2008, 2009. So how do we how can we infuse more historical context into today's news coverage? Well, look, I think on the, when you take the reconciliation bill and then in, that's in Congress right now, there's this baked in idea that the Democrats have to basically pare back their promised agenda uh, in order to try to win the midterm elections. But of course, if you go back to the 2009-2010 era, which we do in our podcast Meltdown, you take a look at the Democrats doing the same thing. At that point, it was on behalf of their Wall Street donors. They pared back uh, help for regular people. They did a huge bailout for uh, for big bankers, uh, bankers who had created the problem unto itself. Uh, and there was a huge backlash. Uh, the Democrats ended up getting shellacked. Those are the words of Barack Obama. They got shellacked in the elections, in part because there was a lot of disillusionment from voters who, were, who said, they, look, we were promised help. We didn't get help. So if you fast forward to today, a lot of the media coverage is, is presumes that if Democrats need to pare back their agenda in order to appease so-called moderate voters. But in fact, the historical context says the exact opposite. And then he, he, you know, that was that was pretty much the end of the segment. Um, no, I, and you know, he's 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 great, and you know, he he certainly falls into the trap sometimes of, you know, just just like bland progressive like analysis but he he is probably the most left voice you'll ever get on a on a brian stelter show who by the way you know i, I sometimes like when we like before we podcast kind of have like like man i don't know if my voice is good enough for radio or like kind of imposter syndrome when it comes to podcasting and then i'm like brian stelter gets paid like five million dollars a year to have a television show on cnn so i like i don't have anything to fucking worry about because he's just the most like wet noodle fucking milk toast just like just everything about him his voice the way he looks that like just he's so like uninspiring and un um <laughs> i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but just like you would never look at a person like that and say oh yeah no he should have his own tv show but right. but he's but he's kind of an empty vessel it, and he's kind of an idiot so like how, like they've got so much airtime to fill and you would think there'd be just be like so many hot young people that they could fucking put on TV all right. the time. Like, I want to tune in and watch the fucking lady I want to fuck talk about the news. Like, that's how our everyone that's how that they every, put on Fox News, basically. Everyone that they put, right? Every fucking blonde haired Nazi bimbo. Right. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's every fucking movie we have to watch is a bunch of people that were, you know, cast because they test marketed who would want to pay money to go watch people. They wish they could fuck. Right. 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 <laughs> so that's, that's the, but the news is like almost the exact opposite. Yeah. Or it's just, it's like, nobody wants this job. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, how miserable it is. You're right. Right. Except right. unless you're one of the kinds of people who, you know, gets a job at the New York times, this was, 
a fucking tweet from yesterday morning, November 2nd at 10.05 a.m. This woman, uh, just uh, Lauren, goes by the uh, handle act normal or else, uh, tweeted out, a bunch of guys who make way more money than I will ever see are patiently waiting for the polls to close in Virginia, I'm assuming, so they can insert the results into the first paragraph of their pre-written Here's why Democrats should move to the center columns. <laughs> and 10 hours later, Blake Hounshell, blue check mark, who uh, writes for the New York Times, tweeted, some in Biden land are already asking themselves if the president has allowed himself to be tugged too far <laughs> to the left while in office. And those voices oh are likely God. to get louder now. Like, just literally, the fucking New York Times is a parody of itself. Well, you know, you know, Terry McAuliffe, of course, is a famous socialist, so that 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 makes sense. The fact that he was resoundingly defeated in a state that Joe Biden won, um, well, that I, you know, people are going to say he he shouldn't have run on mandating critical race theory tattoos <laughs> on children. Oh God, it's just it's just I, this, and this is again why I just can't fucking force myself to engage with this shit because it's all fucking show it's all pro wrestling it's all bullshit and like i don't want to argue wrestling (laughs) i know but but i like it when it's not going to affect my and and 300 million other people's lot you know Um, and and nobody in that job is in the impression that they're doing i mean they are working hard to put on a performance right and that's the only thing that democrats are good at is working hard to put on a performance (laughs) right no they're they're great Uh, they're great at that but um just real quick because because sirota mentioned that bill just a couple of more updates just just in case you weren't sure this bill's gotten even shittier um so you know how there was going to be a medicare uh drug negotiation drug price negotiation provision in the bill but that sounds like communism we gotta stop to that one right which you know bernie has been talking about for years because that would uh lower the prices of of pharmaceutical drugs if you can if medicare can negotiate for drug prices everyone else would be forced to uh follow suit so um news the u.s government would negotiate Where is it? Uh, the U.S. government would negotiate just 10 drugs starting in 2025 under a new compromised drug pricing plan, uh, Alex Roth reports. The proposal was pitched to Democratic holdouts who have opposed previous broader schemes to lower drug prices. So in 2025, we can negotiate 10 drugs. The prices of 10 drugs can be negotiated by Medicare. I mean, how many drugs are there as a whole? <laughs> there can't be more than like 12, 13, right? How, how many how many maladies do you need to cure these days i'm right. sure that and, and of course there are thousands of different those. drugs that that you know and it, this is preposterous this is fucking hilarious by the but way my, how much my you, one question real quick is is, yeah. is one of the 10 drugs that we get to negotiate insulin <laughs> probably not like and, one of and, the and, most expensive drugs that like well i think like what how many americans have diabetes and have to take insulin how many millions tens of, of tens of millions right tens of millions and it's it's absurdly hundreds of dollars for vials of insulin and by the way the, the, when they say 10 drugs i guarantee you they mean like like humulin 30 milligrams like one specific like i guarantee you it will not just be blanket oh you can negotiate drug prices on cholesterol medication not on the it will be specific drugs to make this as narrow and as feckless as possible and right. will also be shit that like has been generic a million years that is already cheap to begin with i guarantee you 
none of Joe Manchin's daughter's drugs will be on that list. EpiPen will not be on that list of 10 drugs you can negotiate the price of because this is designed to make Joe Manchin vote for it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Joe Manchin, who's has more power than King Jong-un in uh, North Korea. But you <laughs> right. see the fucking, fucking headline that uh, China was going to let in uh, U.S. <clears throat> drug makers, but they said only if you cut your drug prices in half. <laughs> I didn't just, see that. That's awesome, though. Yeah. It's just like, hey, guess what? You, you want 1.3 billion new customers? You're going to cut your price in half because... We're fucking gangster like that. And we whatever we fucking say, you're going to do it. Right. Like, and that, none of our drugs actually come from China. They, they you know, that because of that reason, they won't let, you know, us manufacture right. there. They're, we make a lot of them in so India. The people are, it's like, oh, the, I said, this guy who I, I like because of his bike politics, but he's like totally hung up on fucking free market urbanist type bullshit. And he's like, I want people on the left to understand that. You know, of you know, for all its faults, a free market is still better than a government monopoly. And I was like, Do you realize that like every fucking leftist scholar that looks at land use and real estate understands that fucking real estate is a speculative monopoly that is not a fucking free market at all? Wow, and living under all, a government monopoly, these, what would that be these, like? <laughs> yeah. All these fucking landlords collaborate on how to boost the price you know to it's like there's no there's no competition in real estate it is all about trying to boost the price zillow literally just had to sell a bunch of so they were buying houses obviously during this this housing boom and artificially inflating the housing market like by like 60 percent, some absurd figure and they just had to sell a bunch of these houses at a loss because everyone realized this was a bubble and it wasn't going to stick around but but because of them these prices are now just there to stay because that's what happens with prices on anything there's there's some amount of elasticity but it never springs back to where it started you know it'll always spring back higher than where the initial you know starting point was and because of that we let a fucking website like dictate the fact that you know hundreds and maybe thousands or hundreds of thousands of people will not be able to afford a place to live because of their fucking speculative monopoly that they were, you know, it, it's just this country is so fucked in the fucking head. And I don't understand. But, but, but here's some more on that bill, by the way, because, yeah, um, you know, obviously that, there, there's that. Um, so uh, here's the average cost. There's this is a tweet from Donald Schneider, and this is actually from an uh, analysis. Um, here's the a- average annual co- uh, cost uh of one year uh or or one year of cost of uh the policy priorities retroactive salt repeal comes in as the second most expensive annual priority behind the ctc child tax we're repealing salt i I thought banning soda was bad enough now we're gonna get rid of salt too (laughs) fucking Fucking state liberals where these liberals with their fucking agenda Right. So what, what, uh, is, what does salt stand for in this case? It, it's a it's a it's a deduction. It's a deduction that was uh, I don't exactly know, but basically it, it's it's most significant. I think it has something to do with real estate. And it's it's just it basically is more beneficial to the top 10 percent of income earners in this country. So by repealing this 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 uh, cap that 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 was put on during the Trump administration, um this effectively is going to act like a uh 
tax it's gonna be a tax cut for the richest 10 percent of the people in this country coupled with the fact that a bunch of actual good provisions were taken out this bill literally will this 1.75 trillion dollar infrastructure build back better conglomerate bill will cut taxes on the top 10 percent of earners in this country <laughs> so that's that's this big fucking spending bill is literally going to cut tax taxes for the richest americans mm. um and just just it's about just to time get, too. I mean, it is about time. And just you know, if you were concerned about some of the things that were taken out, this is what's been completely yanked from the bill so far, thanks to you know the 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 fucking artifice of Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema being the only ones opposed to this. Even though, of course, we know they're all opposed to it. Um, Tuition free community college gone completely. Paid family and medical leave completely gone. It was twelve weeks, and then it was four weeks, and then Joe Manchin thought four weeks was too much, so it's gone. Uh, clean energy performance program which was an actual regulatory you know program that would that would monitor uh, companies and uh assess their performance and levy fines and penalties completely gone because god forbid we you know the 15 coal miners left in this country we we, we inconvenience them in any way uh dental and vision medicare expansion because you know <laughs> your eyes and your fucking uh, your teeth are not part of your body so they don't they shouldn't be covered in healthcare when you get medicare when when you're too old to work like that shouldn't be included in your in your fucking uh, Look, i can i can get a new tooth right and i can get a new eyeball right <laughs> like those are those are cosmetic things right no they're they're totally elective elective parts of your body if you decide that you need to have teeth that work or you know eyes that work that's on you to fucking cover you know what, what do you think we are um so yeah totally gone uh lower prescription drug place prices as we discussed completely gone uh, well, not completely gone. I should say ten. We can we negotiate price on ten of those bills in four years or so. We can start negotiating for ten of those uh, ten of those drugs. Um, five years of extended child tax credit. Um, you know, I would argue that rather than give child tax credit, you should just give people another, you know, stimulus check or give people a tax credit every year, regardless, because you shouldn't be incentivizing people to have children. You should just, you know, be giving people bigger tax breaks um if they're not in the higher you know 10 percent of income earners um but regardless no, that's that's just, gone you should get you should get like a, a shitload of money to not be a breeder to not have kids you should get <laughs> right like, but they would like, never of course they would never actually incentivize that because that's that's the opposite of what they want they want more consumers they the want bible more says the bible says we're not allowed to uh celebrate being <laughs> childless <laughs> right <laughs> Right. Uh, a tax on oh, a tax on billionaire income. That's gone. That was that was like the first thing to fucking go because you know Joe Manchin, living in a state with zero billionaires, needed to make sure that that was gone. Um, and of course, you know that that was that was the thing that caused Elon Musk to have a fucking uh, crying jag on Twitter about how you know oh eventually they'll run out of our money and they'll start coming for your money. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll take my chances there, Chief. I think I don't think I think it'll take us quite a while to run out of your money, but uh, but I could be wrong. But yeah, no. So no, no tax on billionaire. Yeah, Elon Musk, who's never gotten a government subsidy in his life or his career. No, his he didn't. Start, he didn't start his company with government subsidies and money from his parents' blood diamond mine in South Africa. That's not how he became fucking the richest. Hey, they the were emeralds. Emeralds. Oh, excuse, totally, right, you're right. Totally different. Totally not problematic. Right. Um. Yeah. And investments in child nutrition, because <laughs> who needs that? Um, yeah, no, all gone from the bill. But no, no, don't worry. We made sure we got that fucking salt deduct. Like, it's just, it's unfucking real 
how feckless the Democrats are, and they wonder why their shitty candidates are losing elections, and they wonder why it's going to be a fucking bloodbath in 2022 and 2024 when Donald Trump is going to fucking become president again. And it's because of shit like this. I mean, it's it's just unreal. But, yeah, no, that's the Democrats. Um <laughs> <laughs> so Not much else to add about that but yeah I, I know that you know they're busy fighting this battle tooth and nail but um you know they're also they're also fighting democrats to get to the bottom of one six <laughs> <laughs> you know you know that thing that happened that one time that I, I i can't stop thinking we, about it i don't know about I, you that when the, the guy shot the lady in the capitol building and then everyone was like oh we should probably leave and then they left <laughs> Do you mean the, the complete and utter destruction and dismantling of our democracy? Is that the is that the event you're referring to? I mean, there's a chain link fence up to this day. Never forget. Apparently, uh, by the way, they apparently just took that down because they're like, yeah, this is probably not going to happen again. And it was like a nuisance to the to the Congress people that work there to have to like go through all these checkpoints um which is fucking hilarious well yeah, no, th- i for is... one i am riveted by this and i cannot wait to you know get, get Mueller up there on capitol hill testifying <laughs> under oath about how the russians were actually behind all you know no 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 no, no one fucking cares nobody, nobody fucking, fucking cares, cares about this shit except for msnb msnbc pundits like jason johnson um just railing on this shit like just like it's fucking cocaine to these people uh so we have a a clip and i don't know if we have to play the whole thing goes on for a while you get about a minute of it and it's enough even though it goes for almost two uh of just like the the most made-up manufactured concern over a thing that was like you know it looked crazy for a couple hours but now it's over right Right. And the only people still talking about it are people on MSNBC and politicians who want to deflect um, any kind of coverage from anything that they're not doing is the only two people that'll ever talk about one six ever again. So, yeah, Jason Johnson, uh, great guy, of course, he's uh, for people that don't remember from the primaries was the one who said that. Nina Turner and uh, Brianna Joy Gray came from the island of misfit black girls because they wouldn't yeah. vote for well, the. He, uh, he said he was referring to them, but he was he said his exact quote was that any black woman who was working for Bernie's campaign uh, was right. coming from the island of, of misfit black girls. Um, he got fired from the root for that, by the way. Right. So that, the root, which fucking sucks and posts neoliberal propaganda constantly, yeah. but that, even that was too fucking br- a bridge too far for them. So, you know, that really must have been so uh, bad. Let's hear more of this fucking raving lunatics bullshit about a thing <laughs> right. that like literally no normal person cares. No one about. gives a fuck about. It. Yeah. So I haven't actually heard this yet. So this will be interesting. It shouldn't all be on the one six commission. It should also be on the Department of Justice. Why is it Merrick Garland screaming about this every single day? Why is it the president screaming about this every single day, at least from a symbolic standpoint? Nicole, I, I can tell you, before we even get even to the specifics of this, this is also, believe it or not, in a larger macro political sense, this is also why Biden's numbers are where they are. Those people who voted for him, those Americans who actually believe in this country, believe in democracy, including people who didn't vote for Biden but are certainly not insurrectionist terrorists, they feel like they got punched in the face on January 6th. They saw the whole country get attacked. And they want a president who's going to fight back. 
They want a president who talks about these terrorists the same way that we heard George Bush and Bill Clinton talk about terrorism for 20 years. They want to hear that about these people. It seems like they're being treated with kid gloves in a lone committee that has limited power, that's hamstrung by, by basically a whole bunch of Benedict Arnolds on the Republican Party, is not going to be enough to keep us safe. There is nothing right now other than perhaps you know, the, the, the lone efforts of, of a couple of Capitol Police officers. There's nothing right now to keep Josh Hawley from you know, taking the chains off the back door and letting people sneak in like a high school shooter. I mean, <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. Yeah, but, that's so, enough of that. You're right. He, uh, I, I don't know about you. I, I definitely do long for the days of, of the Bush era rhetoric on terrorists. That's certainly what I, as a Democrat, would, would like. He's literally saying that there are Democrats who are longing for the George Bush era rhetoric on terrorists. Like, that's literally what he thinks that he's, he's whining that the, the, the Democrats aren't making this enough of a wedge issue. Like, he's admit, he's sort of admitting that, like, it's. Like, well, this is the we just need to copy the same rhetoric without right. any substance that they did, because that, you know, is how they got their base to rally around this thing that was fake. Right. He's admitting that it's not a fucking so real that thing. part out loud. Right. And I, I swear it's it's like mm-hmm. they just, you know, the scene from Clockwork Orange where these guys fucking strapped down and his eyelids are peeled back and they're like dropping fucking shit on his eyeballs and like playing all this fucking crazy violent imagery to fucking like change his brain or whatever they just they just did that with jason Dunson, but they just showed him uh you know just hour after hour of uh the west wing (laughs) and to to the point where it's like that's that's all he can think about now that's all he can process right he's just watching and then he watches clips of one six and just screams and cries and punches the wall like he sees that guy like smiling and waving to the camera with the podium and he just punches a fucking hole in his drywall like he's just so the guy guy with the zip ties and the balcony of the thing he's just like oh god no he's coming for me in my sleep (laughs) um and the funny part is that if you watch this clip the other three panelists who are all fucking ms dnc regulars like even they don't buy the looks on their the looks on their faces are just like dude like even we you're really you're really fucking stretching this shit which is saying something because claire mccaskill was one of them who you know people probably remember as one of the worst fucking democrats of all time was so shitty and centrist that she lost in like a state that uh, biden won Uh, like it's just uh it's real yeah they they're just it's hilarious but that's well this this guy from virginia laugh love what's his fucking name that just lost the governor Uh, mcauliffe yeah, yeah, he's going to get his own. He's going to get hired by MSNBC to come on and tell Democrats what they need to do to win. Right, like, right. That, that's no, that's what you do. You fail up. <laughs> right, but Terry McAuliffe, by the way, I, it's amazing that he stayed in that seat that long. But he's been a he was just a lifelong Clinton loyalist. He's he's very much in the Clinton inner circle. That's why he's kind of had a voice for so long, despite the fact that he's just an exceedingly mediocre white guy of no consequence whatsoever, who's never done anything significant in his political career but has always managed to retain seats of power you know but you know again like you said he's just going to get a high-priced consultant gig or a high-priced gig uh on msnbc as you know just a political commentator or maybe a board seat maybe all three um and the wheel you know continues to turn uh but, but what there was some uh 
you 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 wanted to mention before we got out of here the the thing about uh Jen Pisaki. Uh Yeah, it's not that this is uh, so she just got covid. And oh right, right. That's <laughs> like I I mean, of course that that's the, you know, the right hates her cuz she's a lady uh who's Biden's press secretary. Um and of course they're all like, "Oh, she was vaccinated and got covid anyway," you know, like that whole thing. Yes, that's um, why it's it's very significant. Why right. it's very important. That's why she's vaccinated. not dead. That's why, that's why she's, she's not, not dead. dead. Why she didn't, you know, whatever. But, right. Um, but this this was a piece from a, <clears throat> about a week or so ago from People Magazine, <laughs> of all places, uh, and the headline reads: "Wedding bells are ringing again at the White House press office." <laughs> and this is just I'm going to read the article. It's in entirety. It's very short, but it's just it's like how can People Magazine write about politics in a way that has nothing political about it but reinforces our values bullshit right Uh, yeah so the article starts off is there something in the water over at the white house press office (laughs) so then it jumps to a quote here from jen pasaki if you join the press team you get married press secretary (laughs) jen saki joked tuesday from the podium during her televised briefing that's my promise, she said. For the second time this month, Pisaki announced that a member of her staff is taking time off to tie the knot. Uh, Emily Simmons is here, Pisaki, 42, said, referring to a press aide. I asked her to come out here because Emily is getting married on Sunday, and we're very excited for her. After some applause, Pisaki handed Assistant Press Secretary Simmons a white sash, with gold letters that read bride-to-be. Then her boss took a moment to brag about Simmons. Emily, who has been part of this team since this spring, came from an Intel background. I looked it up. She worked as the communications director for Adam Schiff, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, for two years. Right. Not not exactly an Intel background. Um, He thinks it is, but right. Right, right. Well, I mean... He thinks he's fucking, you know, Jack Reacher, but yes. Communications director could just be a fucking glorified intern for somebody who is on one committee that, you know... And and, um, House Intelligence Committee is just one of these committees that's put up there to pretend to oversee the CIA that the CIA then will fucking hack into their computers and spy on, right? So it doesn't fucking do shit. Uh, So Pazaki continued, We asked her to become an expert on the economy. She's got her master's degree in economics and has been an incredible member of the team. So, you know, she's just flipped from Intel to economy. You can tell what kind of economics she uh, supports. And with the previous staff wedding, Pasaki, sorry. And as with the previous staff wedding, Pasaki reminded the White House press corps to let Simmons enjoy her time off. Quote, nobody can call or email Emily while she's gone on her honeymoon. She can throw her phone in the river. <laughs> like <laughs> on October 8th, Pisaki gave Deputy White House Press Secretary Chris Meager similar treatment before he took off for his wedding and honeymoon. Quote, I got him a little special sash to wear also just for the briefing because everybody should know that Chris is marrying up as many people do. Like, it's just <laughs> like, how, how do you, who talks like this? Who fucking talks like this? We Psychos just wanted to congratulate who... Chris. Yeah. <laughs> We just wanted to congratulate Chris, celebrate him. The most important decision you make is the person you choose to be your partner. 
that's what <laughs> the most important decision you make is who you choose to marry like that what the fuck <laughs> what <laughs> he says to a room for a full of people involved in politics and reporting it just it you know, like the lives of hundreds of millions did of people. mark zuckerberg write this dialogue <laughs> like oh, man. my uh, face is probably beat red binger said as his boss handed him the sash pasaki replied Glad you have your mask on. <laughs> this is all real things they said in front of the White House. Can press imagine board. being trapped in a room with these fucking people. I would just, I, I would just knife them all. Like after, it's like two hours. I think I could is like, all I can stand. What this is? This is like this wasn't just things they they like said to each other. This was things they said in the White House press room in front of the press. Like this right. is the, this is like like we have concerns about the planet fucking dying right now. We have concerns right. about the uh you know uh, how, how many people have died of COVID? Five million globally. Well, well, so five million recorded. Their actual anal- analysis. Oh yeah, I'm sure say it's, it's way more. Like yeah. thirteen, because there are countries that just don't right. have the testing capability and you know we don't have time for any of that right now, Anthony, because we have to put on the pageantry of handing out uh fucking sashes to wear if you get married which is the most important thing you'll do in your life <laughs> right 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 our jobs is as as secretaries for the most powerful person in the world no don't worry about that <laughs> oh my god this um, is the metaverse this is the fucking metaverse that mark zuckerberg <laughs> wants to do you have do you have that clip of him i, I do so yeah this is and for people that aren't aware facebook is is re- i don't know if they're actually rebranding or if this is like one of those fake things like where people are like you know uh whatever is changing their name to this but it's like a publicity thing but allegedly facebook the company is changing their name to meta um because you know nothing nothing gets you dodges bad press like changing the name of your company (laughs) like fucking yeah what was the name of the that uh uh, military contractors that uh slaughtered dozens of people i can't even remember who black river anymore black black yeah no i can't remember now they're just z so i can't remember yeah no obviously i mean companies do this all the time blackwater changed their name to z just the letter x and e um (laughs) fucking Worldcom changed their name after the fucking you know the the all the the insider bullshit that they were doing in the in 08. Just you, you gotta give props to like the really evil corporations. They're like, we're never fucking changing this fucking name. <laughs> right. We are going to be Disney. Comcast will never fucking you. change Comcast. <laughs> Comcast, we're like, we'll just be Comcast forever, motherfucker. Like, I don't care. Uh, we're they the kinda, shittiest. They're, they're kind of like, oh, we're Xfinity now. It's like, now nah, you're Comcast. Right. They, well, I mean, shit. they all have like their branded like uh, fiber optic cable, but they but they still keep their. <laughs> I didn't even know Time Warner Cable is now Spectrum Cable because I've heard of Spectrum, but I I didn't know that Time oh, yeah. Warner, who had such a horrible your, reputation, your parents' shitty fucking cable TV out in the country is almost guaranteed to be Spectrum. Right, right. Um, um, so, um, so but, here's yeah. Let's play this clip. This <laughs> this is from the 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 announcement video that Mark that that famed human being Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, did uh, for for a- meta. alleged human being. alleged alleged human being, <laughs> and I, I and I, by the way I I I um I, I encourage people to seek this clip out because you have to see his reaction <laughs> you have to see his face so we'll we'll run the clip and then right. we'll describe what he did after it right so let's start by exploring what different kinds of metaverse experiences could feel like starting with the most important experience of all connecting with people 
imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just got to find something to wear. All right, perfect. Oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Mark. Hi. Hi, Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space? <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Oh, uh, uh, God, just ir unironically doing, doing the room. Um, this is... Yeah. He, he, he's... <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. He's tearing me apart, Lisa. Uh, it, <laughs> he, he's... I, I imagine this is how regular people interact in the metaverse, <laughs> which I will it, it, make with my right. brain and my money and my, my scenes and not the dark voices in my head that I hear as soon as I stop talking and look into the camera like I want to kill you. It, um, so, yeah, the, the moment terrifying says, thing I've seen I, that it was fucking haunting <laughs> when he says make connecting with what does he say? Make connecting with people. Yeah, uh, how to connect with people, and then he like stops, and his face just right. The, the expression leaves his body, like you could see it physically, like leaving his body. He, the fake expression. Yeah, it's like you see who he really is, oh, uh, and he, he lets it slip. And like, of course, nobody around him is like, "Dude, we gotta re, we gotta reshoot that because like, <laughs> that was great, Mark. Great, something fucking you let slip something evil, and it." <laughs> Somebody slowed it down. There was a video that's been retweeted 15,000 times. They slowed it down so you can really appreciate uh, just how disturbing the look on his face is, where it's like his mind recoils back from the moment he's in when he has to think about connecting with people. And it's like it's like he just immediately his brain goes back to you know all those girls in college that wouldn't fuck him. And the reason he made Facebook was to you know, mock and ridicule those women who reject appearance. Him. Right. Like it, it's all of it goes back to that. That's where it all comes from. It's why Elon Musk is trying to get cities to give him billions of dollars to burrow tunnels for cars so that he never has to fucking ride public transportation and nobody else who doesn't want to has to either. Right. Like, and also if you see young pictures of him, there's also probably a bunch of girls that wouldn't fuck him because he had a receding hairline. So that it, it all I wasn't comes even back just to that. receding hairline. He was, was like, all, he yeah, was like was violently bald by the time he was 20. <laughs> Yeah, no, he, he he talked to Joe Biden's hair plug guy. I mean, he got the best of the business on that oh. on that job. But um good thing he got rich that, early because you know, if you if you if you lose it all before you go rich, you can't you can't change it. You know, Bezos is locked in with right, the right. Luther look. Or this this guy from oh fucking the, the guy from some fucking tech company that just got a new ice contract and it's like oh, yeah, he looks I like the version he has fucking no hair on his head and he shaves off his eyebrows which is just the most horrifying <laughs> thing if you could imagine fucking zuckerberg fucking even more horrifying it'd be him <laughs> so and that look on zuckerberg i mean that is the last look you see before the ziploc bag gets tied over your head like that is a horrifying serial killer look from mark zuckerberg and it really just shows you how ruthless and and soulless of a person he is in real life. <laughs> but he's but he's his this whole thing is he's trying to create Ready Player One, but like unironically, like the the whole thing of that book and and the shitty movie is that like that's a dystopia, like that's a horrifying place to live in because capitalism has wrought right. such havoc on the world that people escape 
the realities of the of living in giant stacks of garbage. It's literally <laughs> metaverse. The term metaverse. He wants to create the metaverse. Metaverse was a term from a, a book called uh, Snowcatch, which was a dystopian novel from 1992. I forget the author. Um, and it was literally the same thing. It was just like the world is so terrible. Let's create a, a digital place where you can, you know, do all the things you wish you could, but in like a more controlled environment. And this corporation is going to oversee it. And that was a bad thing. <laughs> and Zuckerberg watches that and goes, that's a great idea. How can I make that for real? It's like literally just to fucking Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, watch aliens and like, hey, Whalen yutani Corporation, let's make bioweapons. <laughs> right. Let's do I mean, that. These, that sounds like a great idea. These fucking are the replicants. Yeah. Great. <laughs> these are the deep thoughts you have while you're while you're body surfing on the fucking land that you stole from a bunch of indigenous people in Hawaii for your your, you know hundred acre fucking mansion estate like that th these are the kinds of things you think about when you don't see a person for fucking tens of miles like that that that's the kind of thing that you think that society is, needs all these all these fucking young dudes that worship at the altar of elon musk and tesla and you know spacex and fucking whatever the jeff bezos rocket ship thing is they all want to be that they want to be that guy that's lucky enough to be a fucking psychopath and gets rich from it at the same time. Right. And, you know, most of these people never will be, thank God. But, you know, for the ones that don't get to that level, <laughs> you know, they go and do things like write for Yahoo Finance, <laughs> which right. has been, uh, I mean, I've been, uh, most of their most hilarious uh, takes on the economy mm. at Yahoo News are actually aggregated for Business Insider. I've been reading a lot of these. This one is homegrown uh, from a guy named, Brian Sozi, and I'm going to read a little bit here before we get out of here. <laughs> Title, American Airlines reveals what we all know about America's labor shortage. <laughs> Again, a thing that does not exist. Like, right. I mean, if there was, you know, 600,000 people died from COVID, I guess that could make a tiny dent in the labor shortage, but that's, that's, that's not it. So right. he writes here, it was a brutal weekend for one airline and a telling weekend on the state of America's labor shortage, American Airlines canceled about 14.3% of all of its flights on Sunday, according to data shared by the company to Yahoo Finance, in large part because it was unable to find staff to carry out operations. Staffing problems were most acute in the flight attendant category. The airline has canceled an astounding 1,623 flights since Friday, the data indicates. So, yeah, basically, people are tired of fucking, you know, having to deal with shitty, mega morons screaming in their face. Yeah, the people we see videos of, like somebody had to fucking deal with that person for right. probably hours <laughs> for the whole flight, not just for the twenty <laughs> seconds that you watch on the Twitter clip. Right, and people are fucking sick of it. It's like you know what? I can do other shit. I'm worth more than this. Right. So that's not a labor shortage. That's people uh, asserting their dignity. Right. right. So right. he goes on here. Uh, oh, he's got a quote here from an American Airlines spokesperson. We expect considerable improvement beginning tomorrow with some residual impact from the weekend. So the bottom line here is twofold. This is, again, uh, Brian Sozi writing. First, if you are traveling this holiday season, mm -hmm. expect more of a terrible experience than the one you remember from the trip to Oregon in 2019. I don't know what he's referencing there. Like, did did he have a trip to Oregon? 
Like, did we all take a trip to <laughs> Oregon in 2019? Like, what did he talk? I don't know. Who among us about. hasn't taken a trip to Oregon in 2019? It's just yeah. like weird that he would say, you know, say that instead of just like holiday travel. It's main character syndrome. Yeah. He thinks that every that he's the center of the universe and that everyone apparently understands. So he, he goes out here, pick up a package of beef jerky and a protein bar once you make it beyond a checkpoint because you could easily be stranded at the airport at a moment's notice. Like, I wonder like what you know beef jerky fucking company paid him to write that um airlines are going to have severe challenges in trying to flex up their workforces to meet the inevitable resurgence in travel after most of us didn't have a holiday season in 2020 so okay whatever uh secondarily second second airily secondarily didn't know that was a word secondarily yeah, like uh thought it'd just be secondly Firstly, secondly, uh, secondarily, if you want to sound erudite, it's 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 the unnecessary version of, of secondary. <laughs> yeah, secondly, well, irregardless <laughs> to those right. on the streets, <laughs> I love it. He capitalizes the word street here. Secondarily, to those on the street saying companies are dealing with labor challenges just fine. Those challenges include paying maternally high, uh, material high, higher wages, and finding the bodies to pay those material higher wages. I can sit now. You know what? Fuck this paragraph. I'm taking this out. <laughs> you don't have to edit this, but God damn it. Now the fucking document just closed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> anyway, he finishes up here. America's labor shortage and all the ugly aftershocks associated with it is getting worse and is an underappreciated <laughs> earnings risk headed into 2022. Right. Yeah. The, the earnings earnings for who? Like right for the corporations, for the company, right, for the fucking right. for the stockholders. For the stockholders. The labor shortage is hurting sales at companies. Restaurants can't stay open if there isn't someone to make the food. I mean, look at this commentary, and then he goes on to extensively quote the CEOs of Starbucks and McDonald's. <laughs> the CEO of McDonald's, who was just in the news recently for uh, blaming the parents of Aaron Toledo, who was shot in the chest by the Chicago police who was unarmed at the time he was shot in the chest. Right. 13 years old, right? Yeah, 13 years old, uh, shot in the chest by, by Chicago police. The CEO of McDonald's blamed the parents uh, for, for his, you know, blamed the, the family of the victim um, for him being out late at night. Uh, meanwhile, <clears throat> you know, saying that, the, you know, the, the parents failed the youth. Meanwhile, McDonald's is marketing food to children that has more sugar in one serving than they should have in the entire day. Right. Right. And not to mention every single one of their meals probably has more calories than you should eat in an entire day. But that's, you know, but, and again, like it's, it, it, and I guarantee if you ask that asshole, like, Oh, what was your child? Like a childhood? Like, Oh, we were out all the time. Our parents never knew where we were. We would just come home for dinner and then we go out and like, you know, it's, th- these people are fucking just any, anything to not blame the fucking people who did it. You know, the cops like to not blame the people in power. Just blame the most powerless people in the world for the fucking why, issues. You know, why society. is the fucking CEO of McDonald's weighing <laughs> commenting in on, on it? Right. Like, what do you? You don't have other fucking souls to crush. So right. this guy Brian Sozi from Yahoo Finance. I just I always like to look up like some of their other headlines whenever I'm researching an, an author. Right. Author using that term loosely, but <laughs> right. so some of his other headlines here for Yahoo Finance: Why Coca Cola buying body armor for five point six million is a good thing. And not, not that's like uppercase body armor. Apparently, a sports drink called body armor. I didn't know it existed. No. Um, next headline: stuffed 
crust pizza rivalry. What Yum Brand CEO says about Papa John's. Uh oh, watch just, out now. Oh, like just really hard hitting journalism here. Right. Uh, next one. Millennials embrace the American Express card. Finally, finally, millennials are coming around to a sensible credit card. <laughs> just like. <laughs> Who the so, fuck's so, to, I mean, like Amex is like one of the least accepted cards out there. Uh, it, you know, millennials are all like, oh, Venmo and Cash App and pay as you pay, whatever. You know, and it's like, oh, you know, finally they're they're getting away from all those silly money apps and are resigning their life to like so, the so most this guy exclusively card. So this guy exclusively does like sponsored content disguised as actual news articles. Is, yes. is what I'm getting. Yes. This. And then this is, the, this is the last one here. I love this. Black Rifle Coffee Company founder. Wow. People are hungry for a brand that represents them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Isn't okay. that the company that fucking like endorsed Kyle Rittenhouse? Oh, I'm sure of it. So he writes here. Evan Hafer, a 20-year U.S. Army veteran and Black Rifle Coffee Company founder and CEO, concedes that his brand may not be for everyone, and he is okay with that, even as the company eyes a public, a public market's debut. Quote, there are a group of people that truly love their country, and they are passionate about serving their communities. Those are my people. I think there are a lot of places in the U.S. that represent their values and their connections. To be honest with you, I am not really that concerned. I love this country. I am never ashamed to say that. I love the wide variety of people that have served this country in varying capacities. I love connecting with my customers across the country. Hoffer said on Yahoo Finance Live, Black Rifle Coffee, founded in 2014 by the former Green Beret, has been somewhat of a lightning rod for controversy in recent years amid its support of the police and marketing to Trump supporters. The police scrutiny, uh, I'm sorry, the public scrutiny of the brand has masked a good company story. Some 60% of the coffee upstarts workforce are veterans, and, ha and it has a solid growth story, one that is coming to the stock market soon. So, yeah, like, like you said, just, he's just fucking writing articles that are advertising. This is, right. you know, public relations, basically. But, like, just like, what, what, what part of you that's like, well, I'm a total right wing fascist. I love imperialism. Uh, I love white supremacy. Um, but I want to have like a scary, tough sounding coffee company that I own. Let's call it black. <laughs> right. Right. Cause I, cause I'm scared of black people. So that's obviously the, the go-to right. for, for, for to name the company, but no, these guys, it's a veteran. I was just reading about them. It's a veteran owned coffee company. So it's a bunch of psychos who were killing Muslims in Iraq and Afghanistan who came home, decided to start a coffee company. By the way, the, the Kenosha murderer, Kyle Rittenhouse, who murdered two people, um, acting as a vigilante, uh, like wore a black, a rifle coffee company shirt in a picture in a social media picture and and allegedly there was at one point like a like a oh you know kyle rittenhouse drinks the best coffee in america like here's a discount code advertisement post and then they had to like distance themselves of course and say of oh well, we don't do we shit. don't support the blah 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 but yeah no of course they fucking do they support lawless fucking terrorist murderers like kyle rittenhouse um but yeah, so that so, so yes, that's what the, the, fucking, the Zimmerman guy. What was his first name down in Florida? George George Zimmerman. George yeah. Zimmerman. Yeah, yeah. So the he was um, the judge said he couldn't have his murder weapon back, 
after he was acquitted, the right. judge was like, I'm taking your this gun away. Like, you can have any other gun, but not this gun. So, like, a bunch of gun stores were like, we're going to give this murderer, George Zimmerman, the same gun. And he, like, went around to all these different gun stores to pose for, like, photo ops, which was just PR for these fucking gun shops to right. be like, ha-ha, we killed a black guy, and now we're going to give this murderer a new weapon. Right, need a weapon the- to kill kill a black kid walking in your neighborhood and get away with it? Come come to fucking, right. you know, Arnie's guns down on... George Zimmerman, know, who's been charged with assault like eight more times after he was acquitted for murder. Right, because he's a piece of shit, tough guy, fake tough guy who who, you know, can't actually fucking get through society blame society for his own problems so he needs he was to getting fucking... his ass kicked by a skinny kid so he pulled a gun that's right, what he did right and, and that yeah. fucking ass got beat up by a skinny kid so he went all bitch on it and pulled out a gun and shot and killed a kid when, when he was like pretending to be a fucking cop because he you know couldn't wasn't even competent enough to to you know hold down a job as a cop he's just a fucking neighborhood yeah. you know patrol guy who's like getting in somebody else's business he for wasn't no even that he was just a he wasn't even like part of a neighborhood watch he no, was no, no, like a self-appointed like yeah no, he just thought exactly. he like had the right to go out and be like hey what are you doing in this fucking- neighborhood this little Rittenhouse shithead who claims that he uh, went to, uh, you know, traveled across state lines illegally with a firearm illegally right. to go, uh, uh, you know, uh, try to clean off spray paint um, from looters with bullets. Right. Everyone he, wasn't knows even, that's... <laughs> he wasn't even legally old enough. to. He was 17. He wasn't even legally old enough to own that gun. It was his mom's fucking gun. And... He wasn't old enough to cross state lines alone. No, no. Right. <laughs> Because everyone knows that, you know, if you want to wash off spray paint, you do it by shooting bullets at it. That's Well, I mean, you know. that that really eats through the brick. I mean, if you got spray paint on brick, it's not easy to get off. You just really want to rip that whole layer of brick off with a nice spray of fucking, you know, bullets. That 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 really does, right. the, uh, does the trick better than than sponges. But yeah. Like Shay, what's that? <laughs> right. So, you know, but it's hilarious because his defense is a defense attorney uh, used the N word twice in his opening statements to the, to the I'm fucking shocked. court. I'm shocked that somebody who would willingly defend that little fucking Nazi would uh would be racist. That's that's surprising to me. Oh, you look at the picture of this guy too. He just he looks the part so well. Like looks like no Mark Furman kind of. Yeah, like t- typical right-wing male where he has like no upper lip whatsoever. Right. Right. And just like his like his eyes look like they're fucking red from anger at all times. Um so I'm sure the judge is just like, you know, you my homie, uh the judge who uh, has barred the prosecution from referring to the victims of this little Nazi shithead as victims. They can only be referred to as rioters or looters. Oh, yeah, no, so, that, that seems fair. That seems fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, fuck that motherfucker. But anyway, um, all right, well, that ba- I think that wraps us up for the day. But uh, if you uh, want to support the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left facebook.com slash move left idiots uh we have uh patreon patreon.com slash move left i am on twitter at move underscore left um yeah i'm on twitter too um <laughs> at bike slutty and oh yeah okay that's <laughs> fucking uh anyway yeah we're we're done we're out of here that's a wrap <laughs> good night folks see you next week <laughs>